You're listening to Human Hackers, where we talk human and online. With Phil Richards and Ian Hopkinson. We're talking about search engine influence today. Phil, I don't need to ask you how you are, because I got a text message of the Hellboy 2 trailer this morning. Yeah, I know. That's that's what happens. Add you know, get some good movie visuals, add a good soundtrack like Billy Idol, and away we go. <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> it's it just it was perfect. I suppose it lines up. It illustrates what we're talking about today, and that I guess who we're being, and ultimately the influence we have. And if you look at that that Hellboy uh, movie franchise, and particularly the trailer for the, the next movie, Hellboy Two. There's definitely that that character there. That character is free and easy. What you see is what you get, and it's action packed and it feels good. It's attractive, and I guess that's what influences in the end. Yeah, and I hadn't I saw that, and I haven't seen the first one, which has got me excited because I thought, oh, here I've got two two movies to sink my teeth into here. But um, I just like his his style, his energy, you know, the the humour, and the you know, he's obviously very good at what he does. Yeah, he's a He's an expert hellraiser, but uh, but he's also vulnerable. Phil, it's this whole sort of interesting mix, isn't it? Oh, it is, and 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 that comes back from being real, and and so ultimately, that character, as it's been created, is is all about the things that we're talking about in that human online space as they intersect, and remembering that online is representing what we're doing as a human. Yes, so. Yeah, it's a perfect segue into this uh, into this episode. Ian. Well, let's get into it. The I guess the big thing really is that we and we touched on this in the in the last episode, talking about how we really we can grow our influence online, and how that starts with the core human elements of of performance. And speaking of Hellboy and performance, but telling your story in a compelling and inspiring way. And Hollywood does this beautifully, of course. They're a machine. But we can do that for ourselves and convey to our audience what we're about, what we stand for, what our purpose is. And unbelievably, this hasn't really changed. Online has become an awesome platform for us to project that. But the core elements haven't really changed when it comes to sort of building your persona and reaching an audience, has it, Phil? No, and and I think the the key thing is you talked about creating the story and the message and all that, and I think that's literally what's happening. People are creating the story and the message rather than just being who they can be and conveying that story and message. So so we're we're creating an artificial space, a hidey hole online to actually put those, you know, those identities and those characters up there. Uh, but I think the message we've got is that it's not that's not what it's really about. You can do that till the cows come home in terms of actually putting that up there. Mm. But unless it's actually represented in real life when you're interacting with real people behind that persona, uh, that identity, that character, then it's pointless because you're not going to develop the trust. You're not going to get the reputation as a result of that. And so it's not going to give you any sort of longevity online and any influence online as a result of that. So really what it comes back to is is it's who they're being. So Work on who you're being as a person, and then that will result in certain behaviours that represent who you're being, and that results in a product that ultimately is going to be delivered to the client base. And really, with human hackers and particularly with search engine influence, it's about linking those two up. 
So who you're being as a human is being accurately and honestly incredibly represented online. I always remember when we were at one of the tech festivals talking to a pretty lively audience. I always remember you explaining this and then sort of play acting, answering the phone as the organisation. So they've got this fantastic online presence and then the customer calls through and the person on the other end says, yeah, what do you want? Sort of, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's the thing. That's not the exact words, but but yeah, it was was, hang on. Is this the... This is the website. This is the online persona I've I've been uh, interacting with, and now I get this person on the phone who d- doesn't seem to care about anything. Yeah, and then the the customer then goes into struggle mode, and it's sort of like then it becomes a battle. Okay, I need to I need to get what I want out of you instead of the person in the business simply delivering what the customer needs. Yes, and so we've we've got to get over that hurdle. And yeah, the irony is it's just it's just about um, understanding how we're portraying ourselves to the world, talking to the humans, the people we're delivering the product to, the people that are buying. Machines don't buy a product, humans do. Understanding that and then moving forward. Yeah. You know, it's presented with all this mistake and complexity, but really it does come back to how much are you letting go and how much are you developing yourself? And then what is the the credibility and the professionalism and the capability of the organisations that are then taking who you are being and accurately, incredibly representing that in that online space. Yeah, and the search engines, you know, like Google, you know, they're attempting to provide and improve the online experience, but they're using a number of automated algorithms. It's a bit ironic, really. Let's make the experience more human, but use more technology. And the whole point of this is to to bring a relevant and trusted result into your search. And allowing people to build their reputation over time. So it really makes sense when when you I guess when you think of it in that in those terms, doesn't it, Phil? But yeah, but is is Google, you know, are they really representing the human through automated algorithms? Is that they're not they're not really doing that. They're measuring the outcome of the the result of those interactions. Yep. But are they are they really representing the human? I think the answer is no. Yeah. But but the the actual the, the measurement of the result, in other words, the ability to influence the human, as represented by the human's behaviour, is what they can measure, and that's that's really the the thing that hasn't been measured over time. People have been measuring the ability to be found online, if you like, but they haven't really been measuring the ability to influence the end customer online, and I think that's a difference here. We're really covering we're covering off on that that final. You know, measuring the outcome in search engine influence, but we're also talking about what does it take to actually establish that in a true human sense instead of relying on technology to represent us somehow uh, in that online world. Well, that's the interesting thing about this. Like with the, I guess there's 200 signals now that Google looks for to rank a brand online and you think um, how many of those are indirectly affected by the human interaction because yeah I, I struggle with with this because you've got a number of you know quite structured measurements around particular keywords and 
um, say, you know, the power of links and things like that. But but there's also a bunch of signals that wouldn't be, um, yeah, wouldn't be what they are without human interaction. For instance, you've got, um, well, I'll go through the seven elements, um, which break that break that down a little. Um, yeah, you've got trust, relevance, consistency, longevity, identity, engagement, and reputation. They're all very familiar words, but in a search engine context, um, there's human input, you know, engagement, for instance. If something that you're putting up, and this goes back to the story again, is engaging, um, Google knows if that reaches a level of popularity, if you like, mm. and rewards you with more traffic, um, with higher rankings, with a number of other factors. So it's it's interesting, I guess, interface between technology and human. It is. And and again, what the technology is doing is measuring the outcome behavior. Yep. And and you know, if you look at the be do have model, most people um, most people get the do have bit. If I do this, I have that. And that's what they focus on. <laughs> what they fail to re- what they fail to realise is that it's who you're being that determines what you're capable of doing, which therefore directly affects what you're capable of having. Yep. And what Google's doing effectively is measuring the net outcome. It's measuring the behaviour of the individual, but it's not actually and and indirectly it's probably influencing the behaviour through social proof and things like that. But the actual the key to it is who the person is being. And therefore, what they are doing, and therefore, what is the outcome in terms of what they're having? Mm. So, Google is measuring the the trail. You know, it's like rating people. It's sort of like you can measure all the look at all the cues and the residual evidence uh, that's left behind, and then go and read someone. I walk into your office. I walk into your home. I'm going to get probably two different stories for most people. And so, the residual evidence tells me a story. Google's like measuring the residual evidence. What we're talking about is literally developing and shifting the foundational piece that is who we are being so that what actually gets represented online is more in alignment with that. We connect with the audience and therefore develop a way stronger link between human and human via the online space. And the online space is measuring the outcome of that, I suppose, Ian. And that's the key, isn't it? I mean, this word influence that we throw around a lot these days that's the human piece. But I think the interesting conversation here is also can we influence, like knowing and understanding that a bit more, can we influence search engines? Because search engine algorithms are attempting to create a more branded and human experience. Um, and I suppose that's a question you're probably going to throw back at me, Phil. But <laughs> well, I think I think they can. I'm just opening up a can of worms here. Yeah, I think I think they can. I, I think the ultimately the, the the way the the link between the two. So if I'm if I've I'm developed a product and I'm attempting to sell it to you, and I'm just genuine and grounded, and you get to know that, chances are the interaction that we're going to have online is going to represent exactly what needs to be represented in terms of those seven elements mm. for Google to start saying, hey take notice of this because this person seems to be, or this business seems to be delivering what they need to. I'm therefore going to rank them higher in the search engine. And so we, we can work back on that, but it, again, it comes back to working on ourselves first, connecting with the customer directly so you can understand where they're at 
and then simply matching the two up. And, you know, there's no magic in this. There's just some guts and some determination and a willingness to be vulnerable and a willingness to be out there and take feedback and seek feedback that makes a difference to that. That's the only way we get to find out what it is we need to change about ourselves and what it is we didn't know about the end customer yeah. that we need to know in order to make that link. So I think we can influence a search engine by simply delivering that quality of connection, if you like, online between the human and the human within the online space. You're listening to Human Hackers. Stick around. And that's the connective tissue, I suppose, if you like, isn't it, that um, this interaction with the customer and evolving a, an offering and that being a sustainable one really does require, you know, the constant sort of listening, tweaking, changing. Feedback loop, yep. Yeah, that, that feedback loop. And and we've we've talked about, you know, how to to work with that feedback loop um, before, but obviously story and your message are a key to that. If you're not communicating in the right way to your audience and engaging with them, then it, it's very sort of one-dimensional approach to doing business online, isn't it? It is, and I think I think the other thing to consider here too is, you know, I'm referring to the um, who we're being. Um, I think one of the things is over many years you probably lose track of who you're being and a third party coming in and looking at you as a person and making some observations about you usually opens up a can in terms of awareness mm. and that then enables you to then shift what you're not doing the way you need to but then also start doing things in different ways the way you should be doing them you know to to get that alignment and get that that connection that value and ultimately the influence and so that the discovery of, of self, I suppose, and who you're being is something that generally works from a third party. Now, one of those third parties is obviously the customer mm. because the customer can give you feedback about what's going on from that impartial point of view. But again, you need to be willing and open to take that on board and use it. You know, it's not a matter of having a, you know, a customer feedback box sitting on your counter or a, some sort of feedback box on your, on your website and saying, oh, give us feedback and then it just goes into a, box or a, or a digital file somewhere and never gets looked at and acted on or if it does get looked at people quite often don't know how to make the changes and so there's a number of levels to this in that feedback machine itself that need to be considered as well but there as you've just pointed out that's critically important in in looking at what you what you are doing well and what you need to change to do better and and that's really the the set of eyes that you have to have so either someone within the organisation, someone outside of the organisation or ultimately the customer need to be looking at who you're being as an individual, who you're being even as a company and understanding what needs to be changed in order to enhance the relationship with the end end customer. Quite a few, I guess, SEO people, digital professionals, digital unprofessionals, (laughs) they pay lip service to a lot of this. They talk about strategy and purpose and brand and all these sorts of things and, you know, a holistic approach. Um, but there's 
only still like a, a bunch of scraps here quite often. Um, you really don't know how they're actually qualified to do this. Like how and how do you know? You know, of these few activities you're starting with, how do you know to get to create the right engine and cohesion? Because um, there's no there's no degree in SEO you can get. There's no doctorate in search engine. Not that I know of, anyway, Phil. No, nor there is a nor is there a degree in life either. Um, but we're all we're all living one. Um, I'm sure you can go to university somewhere and get a degree in life. Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. I, I think the the thing that I noticed the most in in workshops and so on that we've done is that the um, you do get the digital professional. That, that rocks up and you start asking questions around some of these lower level things. So we, we're away from that front end terminology, story, message, brand, all those terms, you know, strategy, digital strategy, all the words. Mm. We're away from all that and we're down to actually what actually feeds into that. Ultimately, what feeds into that? What are you doing that feeds into that? And there are a lot of blank looks in mm. because people haven't bothered to look at that level. And quite often the customer doesn't want to look at that level either. In other words, when I say the customer, the customer or the digital professional yeah. doesn't want to look at that level. And so it becomes a whole discovery uh, process for both parties to find out what that is. But it's really important for the actual digital professional to be at that grounded level to start with. In other words, to know what it feels like to discover this stuff, to know what those elements are, to know how intangible it is, to know how to extract that information in the moment with their customer in order for the customer to become aware of what's required and therefore develop what they need to be successful online and have a profitable and sustainable business. So there's a number of levels to this that that aren't scripted, aren't tick box like, aren't always follow the same process. Ironically, it's about getting the story told, then ask asking questions about the story in the moment to discover these intrinsic intangible pieces we're talking about that ultimately create that connection with the customer. You're listening to Human Hackers. Stay tuned. Yeah, and you've you've got conversations that you have about content, for instance, that they're in isolation. Mm. Um, there's often no integration with with the other with the other activities or the other pieces there's no big picture worldview whatever you want to call it but it's you know it's just produce some content throw some content up there yeah so it's sort of beyond the the meaning of it it's also just the the the, the different specialists if you like sometimes don't even know how to talk to each other i mean the amount of the amount of websites I've, I've been a part of, classic, you know, where the designers just cannot interface with the developers very well and vice versa, and you've got to act as this translator in between. <laughs> it's like we're all speaking different languages and almost, you know, Star Trek style, we need this universal translator to yeah. um, help us to communicate. And and that's and that's such a that's a barrier in all industries, mm. and and it's because you you've got you've got the digital professional talking to the designer, yeah. That's a, that's a role. It's got nothing to do with the human being, and it's sort of like well, let's just drop all those. Let's let's have a meeting where we actually take our name badges off and put them in a 
in a container outside the boardroom before we go into the boardroom to have the meeting. Hmm. And let's just talk about what really matters here. You know, ultimately, I suspect you get better value out of the meeting in that sort of context and that sort of mindset than you would by going as and in as a digital professional or the the designer, yeah, or as the customer. It's like they're all separate terms to human beings. They're all humans, but they're like they're they're hidey holes. We we go and hide as the customer. We hide as this. And we play the role. And what I'm suggesting, and what we're suggesting as a combination, human and online. Is that that's the stuff that needs to stop happening. Yeah. We need to be more open and upfront about these things and say, you know, what really matters here? What appeals to me about your product? You know, as a as a person that works in the digital space, this is what appeals about your product right now. You know, and even I'm I'm not I'm not linked to Hellboy, but I want to watch the movie. <laughs> why, yeah. why do I want to watch yeah. the movie? Is because the attitude and the approach and the mindset of this character that is very grounded is appealing. I don't care what he looks like. <laughs> it's appealing. It's self-effacing. Actually, that that remind. I mean, talking about you know leaving your your name badge outside the boardroom. Um, or well, maybe we should take it a step further and get rid of the boardroom altogether. But yeah, I did cross my mind as well. <laughs> but that but that analogy, you know, is a is a good one because the amount of times I think it's losing. You have to basically be prepared to. Um, detach yourself, detach yourself from the outcome, detach yourself, like you said, from the roles that, you, that you're so-called um, supposed to be playing. And as you say, just talking to the human to human um, means you'll you'll get grounded and get to that root of the, the issue. And in a search engine influence context, that's the, the key driver of, you know, quote, unquote, success online mm. is aligning essentially what is a bunch of, you know, technical adjustments that you can make to your online presence to your, you know, innate sort of human nature, if you like, and the, and the meaning and the purpose that, that you know, we, we develop that we have. I mean, and what percentage of the online space is representing us by words alone, Ian? Just words. Oh, not much of it. And, yeah. And then you look at text messages, why did they create emojis? Because it was hard to represent emotion in words. And so the majority of what we're dealing with here in terms of Google in its own right is really representing the words alone. And we know through text messages that that doesn't work. We can't put a you know, a, a joking message out in a text message without it being taken seriously unless we add a little smiley face on the end. Exactly. So, you know, unless it's video where there's a chance to to get that interaction, but it, but it needs to be a video that's natural and easy as well because if it's just a video that we're recording, quite often who we're being in the video isn't who we really are. It's because of being recorded, we're sort of being someone that is not the normal person we are. And so... That's the online space. But if we're having interactions with the customer directly on the phone verbally and they're picking up the tonality, for example, you know, the voice and tone of the conversation, that's communicating way more than the words alone. And so in order to get that link, we need to reconnect with the customer and not hide behind the online space. Ultimately, the online space becomes a vehicle to deliver the product, the vehicle to order the product, 
a vehicle to, to actually interact with the customer, but ultimately the bit we're talking about in influence, it's not online influence, it's human influence that we're measuring from the online space. That, that's a really important distinction. So it has to come from human to human interaction ultimately with all the communication modalities in place. So we need to be able to hear them and see them and feel what it's like to be interacting with this person. And ultimately, that's what the online space needs to create a vehicle to do that and ultimately then build the influence that the customer needs and the client needs as well. I like how it feels like we're only just scratching the surface of this subject. That's because we are. (laughs) (laughs) We've got this interesting way, I feel like, on the journey of this podcast where we we say we're we're just sort of setting it up and scratching the surface, but it's quite in-depth. At the same time, so it's, <laughs> it's well, the, the balance between the two. It's it's highlighting a lot of nuances of the space that people probably either haven't considered uh, seriously or not even aware of. Yeah, and, and and it's one of those things that to deliver this, we, we can talk about this, talk about the concept, um, and people will pick up elements that are valuable out of what we're talking about. But ultimately, the thing that makes it most valuable to the end user, the client, if you like, or in our case, the listener. Um, For those that are listening in right now, it's going to be getting the context right. So people are probably listening right now thinking, okay, but how does that apply to me in this situation? Yep. And we can can provide generic answers via our conversation right now, but ultimately we need to have the same interaction with those people to give them answers that are, uh, you know, consistent with the context and the nature of what they're thinking in order to get maximum value for them. So it applies to us as much as it does to anyone else in that sense, but it comes back to human-human interaction. So all we can really do, I suppose, Ian, the message I'm trying to communicate there, is that we can really only scratch the surface for a lot of people, increase their understanding and their knowledge, but in order to implement, what they need to do is have the interactions because that's, and that's not a, that's not a salesy thing, that's just the truth. That really, that's how you bring it together. But don't be surprised on how quick that can occur and how valuable it'll be. I won't be surprised, and I'm sure the uh, the audience won't be either. Well, thanks, Phil. No takeaways. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to go and take a whole swag of notes, and I'll encourage the audience to do that as well. Thanks so much, Phil. Thanks, Ian. Have a great one. You're listening to Human Hackers. 